Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Of A Kind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at ofakind.com. Hi. Hi. How's it going over on that side of the table? Oh, it's pretty good. Um, What's happening in your life? Not a whole lot's happening in my life. Or like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Who knows what's going to be happening by the time this podcast exactly. airs? Exactly. Well, we know something happening in your life that's going to be... It's going to be my wedding anniversary. It's going to be your wedding anniversary. Yeah. Um, um, what are you doing for it? We just started talking about this. And the problem is it's our four-year anniversary, but I've had this hankering to go somewhere totally extravagant and over the top like Danielle or 11 Madison Park. But I feel like if we do that for our four-year anniversary, then what do we do for our five-year I anniversary? I think that's fine. Don't do you, you think... think? I just felt like I was like, well, we really should save it for a notable anniversary. And then Why? I was like, you should celebrate your love. Well, then, then I said to Chris, I was like, who knows? You know, we may not live another year. Maybe we just need to do this. <laughs> you know? well, that's the that's the that's the ticket. Um, actually, on my on my anniversary, I'm going to be celebrating Lizzie Fortunato Jules 10 year anniversary. anniversary. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is amazing and exciting. I'm so impressed and proud. 10 years so is proud. a really fucking impressively long time to run a business. So impressive. So I'm actually actually celebrating a lot of anniversaries there's this week. a lot happening yeah. um i don't i as of this podcast recording i have not looked to see what the four-year gift is but chris and i um the, we stick we we're strict we stick. with that role. would you do the old like the classic or the, the new classic i think really well i don't i think Maybe. so well like, i don't know they're like there's like classic and then there's modern which are also which also feel pretty classic there are things like leather and paper yeah leather yeah no that's new that's okay so other i think is like china oh yeah no we don't do that like first year was paper that was was a really good one i can't remember what i gave i gave him a book i think we both gave each other like sentimental booky things like that we'd made and then um we cotton or something was one year and i gave him a custom shirts from kamakura like a gift certificate to go get custom shirts and he gave me um, <laughs> that was a funny year. There was a dress I really loved and I ended up buying it for myself. So he, at the very last minute had to go return the dress because of course I bought it for myself and oh my he God. had to find me another dress. <laughs> um, and then leather, I got him a belt, a really beautiful belt, you did get a Margiela belt. belt. And 
um, he got me a beautiful catch-all. And yeah, I don't know what this year is, but I like I like I that remember. I should know. I'm a year ahead yeah, of you, you but are. I couldn't tell you what it is. The thing I like about it is that we have this like the first half of the year is stacked for us, or you know, you have Christmas and New Year's, and then valentine's day and then, and then our your birthdays, birthdays are in march and so it's like all the gifts happen at once mm-hmm. and then we get a month break and then at least for the the next thing that comes up it's like not just it doesn't feel totally gratuitous it's like we're like there's parameters there's a guiding totally force. totally maybe it's wood i can't remember that sounds right because you did a picture frame didn't you for thomas you know what, claire i i can't i was so impressed that you just listed off the things you got him because i couldn't tell you what i got Thomas. well because i think it's I, also really hard because thomas and i celebrate you celebrate we, a lot we of struggle anniversaries. Because we also celebrate our like dating anniversary-ish, mm-hmm. even though we you don't totally to know do that, when though. it is. Because we dated for You've a been really, together really for long, long time. 13 before. years? Yeah, 13 yeah. years. That's wild. Um, and only been married for four and a half-ish. Yeah, um, you deserve Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but I can't keep track of anything, that means. Um, okay, one quick thing before we bring our yeah. guest on. Um, can we talk about the sunglasses we started carrying on the site that we're both yeah. obsessed with and that we both obsessed bought with? But I noticed you won't wear them when I'm wearing them. I think we can wear them. At oh the my same gosh, time. no! I just I no, it's not that. It's not. Um, I just haven't put them in my purse yet. I okay, just got them fine. yesterday. Like okay. it's like a okay, whole. Fair. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the selfie opportunities. It's going to happen you know? for us. Um, um, yeah, we both got so we. We brought on Carla Collar yes, sunglasses. This sunglass line we just love. And yeah. we didn't we did we a limited edition yeah, we did exclusive. An exclusive, which yeah. are the sunglasses that like if you look at my Instagram, my, if I'm ever those wearing the sunglasses, those are pretty much the ones. Um, but then she came out with some new shapes and we brought them on in all sorts of colors. So um, we both have the Barton. Which is a cat eye. Yeah. Which I loved a cat eye when I was a kid. Same, same, same. Um, I mean, that's like when it was in, I guess, last. And then I got but it, it also in my just head. so like classic. It's super and, classic. like glam, like in a, yeah. But then lately I've been like all about like a sort of smaller circle frame, not like the super tiny sunglasses trend, but like just something that really properly fits your face. And so I was really surprised when I tried on this sort of like slightly oversized sunglass and I was so into it. Um, if you do want a round thing, though, the other style is the Lind. Yes, which is really yeah. cool. And, and what I like about the Lind is that it looks like kind of like funky and daring, but it's, it's actually when actually you put it on, yeah. it's really easy to yeah. wear and looks good on a lot of people. Lori, who um, runs our warehouse and fulfillment center, bought them, and they're she's like she's got like a cute cropped close haircut, and she, I just feel like they're gonna look really good yeah, on her. And I was like, I love that everybody can wear these. Totally, hundred yeah. percent. Um, they are ten percent off with the code a few things. Hey. Um, We are so excited about our next guest, Mary H.K. Choi, a prolific writer and editor um, who founded her own magazine, Misbehave, two S's. I feel like most of our people. You know, like Miss. Yeah. Yeah. Most people here have heard of it. Um, She contributes to outlets like Vice. She, this, this is huge. And I did not know until today. Huge. Co-wrote The Keys with DJ Khaled. (laughs) Correct. Wow. (laughs) We'll get to that later. Wow, wow, wow. Hosts her own podcast called Hey, Cool Job. And most importantly, and so excitingly, just released her first novel. Uh, It's YA novel, right in Erica's wheelhouse, and now apparently in mine. Yours too, turns out. It's called Emergency Contact. Actually, it's the crossroads because I am now a romance novel enthusiast, and you're a YA novel enthusiast. Long time, yeah, YA. You long time, right? New romance novel enthusiast, long time YA novel enthusiast. It's right at the crossroads. We loved it. I like to be right in the fulcrum, like that sort of Venn diagram middle sliver piece. Yeah, Yeah, that's where you live. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's something else that we forgot to say that's really important. Mm. Loves LaCroix. 
loves LaCroix yes. wrote yeah, the, part, it was actually probably just single-handedly responsible for the whole LaCroix thing that's happening oh yeah yeah those like um huge installations in Whole Foods me two yeah, thumbs. Shoot, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> no I mean I think it, it was one of those things where I was like talking to my editor there and I was like you know what I really love <laughs> and they were like what and I was like meow and they were like okay go with that and then I, I did it and everyone was like oh my goodness now so she you, wrote yeah which you wrote, wrote this letter of recommendation for the new york times magazine yeah so, yeah times magazine so good so so emergency contact was actually your second appearance in 10 things because that that article was in 10 things too <laughs> for sure yeah. yeah god knows what else we're not even thinking of or we, that we didn't know you were responsible of before yeah. because apparently you're doing things like writing books with dj Khaled. <laughs> now also what was that maniacal laugh i'm like <laughs> <laughs> That book was a New York Times bestseller, much like, <laughs> much like Emergency Contact, which we're here to talk Mary, about that today. That is amazing. Yeah. I know it was. It was. It's really, really emotional. And actually, um, I kind of Instagrammed about this, but the week prior, which was my debut week, um, I did very, very well, and all signs were great. And it's not the sort of thing that you can outwardly hope for. It's not yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like the secret where you're yeah. like, oh, this is this thing that I want. I'm just going to visualize it. And like yeah, Malcolm yeah, yeah, Gladwell yeah. said that if I, you know, it's just like you don't even want to like go there with yourself. The tipping yeah. point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I Books are that way. You just never know. You never know. And it's such a crapshoot. And so it's not even something that like I put on my visualization mood board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't like I I did not put a pin in it because it's just so it's so ridiculous and yeah. lofty. And so when I didn't get it my debut week, I was very very sad. And you know, but then telling yourself not to be sad because actually should, just yeah. telling yourself to be like, yo, hold up, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. zoom. I don't know, just all the way out. Yeah. Like, who are you to sit there and be like butt hurt about not making like <laughs> literally the New York Times bestseller list? Like, just just remember the time where you couldn't even believe that the Library of Congress gave you an ISBN. Like, right. let's, let's pause that yeah. and just actually think about what you've accomplished. Think about the fact that like you learn how to write a novel off a YouTube tutorial. Like, what? think about the fact that like Simon and Schuster has been so supportive, and think about all the really truly lovely people you've met. So. I was really in my feelings and Mm -hmm. I extracted myself from my feelings. And then I just like wrote a lot of thank you notes. And I was just like, and you think that's what did it? Guys. I know. So, so write some thank you notes, and it doesn't even <laughs> just put that yeah, out in yeah, the world. Put, put no. gratitude out. And in the actually, world. I was just like, you know what? This is probably a blessing. Um, it's going to make my second book so that, that much better. It yeah. means that I, the work is not done. And like, who are you to like not like, you know, stratospherically yeah. rise at your top at your first attempt? And so I was like, this is fine. And that's when I found out. And wow. I was like, I had like chips in my mouth, and when I burst into tears. <laughs> So everything. How did of, you find out? How did this? What medium did this information arrive? Um, in? My editor sent me it over text and was very like, "LOL, it's so apt that I'm even sending yeah. you on the text." And yeah. and I was just like, "Stop it!" Was stop it like it. a picture? She said it. It was a picture of everyone in the office freaking out. Oh, oh my god! So and then I sent a picture back of me ugly face crying and <laughs> with the chips with like shirt. in my yeah. in my yeah. mouth, yeah. and I was like, ah. And so then I, I I was just like, oh my god, this is me celebrating, and it was very very surreal. And it's definitely one of those things where I like I know I'm never gonna forget it. It's one of those things that I, depending on like what kind of parents you have, like my parents like made me move like several apartments in New York with my LSAT textbooks. Like, you know what I mean? Like they had such high hopes. Yeah. And so that was like a kind of like cosign that they could really understand. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like yeah. take to the It's bank. a signal yeah. that, like for everyone. Yeah. They yeah. get that it's successful. How did they, re- how did they react? 
<laughs> my mother in true mother form was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Of course you did this. You're my you're my daughter. You're so great. <laughs> and then she's like, have you had dinner? And I was like, no, it's like six o'clock or something. And she's like, but did you go to the gym today? I was like, quickly, this is devolving into a classic conversation with you. <laughs> this is not what we're talking about. <laughs> and, and then she was just like, the thing, actually, she'll, you'll appreciate this. She'll like, you know, it's still very cold in New York. Make sure you bring a scarf everywhere you go. Wow. And, and then she was like, I got to go. I was like, this is not going <laughs> how I thought it would, but it's okay. That's so, yeah. amazing. Um, can you, how do you talk about the book? How would you, how do you pitch the book? So I would think that I'd be a lot better at my elevator <laughs> pitch right now. And so it varies from like haiku length to like, and then logarithmic 300 words later. Like it's, <laughs> it's basically a book about texting. And the reason why... It's I really wanted to do something that was based on like interiority. Mm -hmm. Like I'm the type of person who if you were just to look at me from afar, like especially if I didn't know I was being observed, looks borderline catatonic. Like I'm <laughs> I'm just like thinking a lot of things very, very intently, possibly chewing. And so, you know, I have a lot of tabs open in my brain. I'm crunching a lot of different weird math. And I wanted two people to have a relationship sort of mirror that. Mm -hmm. And you know, how, what better place than like the fantasy realm of texting? Yeah, yeah, totally. It, yeah. And so there are other things in it, too. It's like I wanted a YA novel, not that I'm not like crapping on like other people's YA things, because like, my goodness, there are so many types of topics that are being explored. But I wanted a novel that didn't have like death in it necessarily yeah. mm -hmm. or cancer or um like the apocalypse. I hope John Green's not listening. I know. He's so upset. <laughs> really we just hit all of his topics. No, like, <laughs> actually, no. Like there, there are books that he does that he did earlier that I read. The Abundance of Catherine's. Uh, exactly. Where it's like a lot based on <laughs> like some sort of like belief or like I personal mythology that you have about yourself and how that manifests. And like again, I hadn't and, actually you know turtles all the way down too. Like that is like kind of a small big book. Yeah, I got a comforter for wedding present, which also felt like it's a very like it's just a very a good idea thing. It feels very adult. It just feels very adult. Yeah, I don't even want to think about how gross like maybe you need like using up until then. Let's not think about cowbell. Like needs more pyro. Needs more this. I'm like sure, but I only is I'm Buffy probably only going to ever write books that like comforter that's actually maybe affordable could start, too. Like, if you um, feel like you need to step things up, Buffy is for you. So the exterior of this comforter is made of conversation, which is softer than cotton, way softer, and it's better for the environment than cotton. Using what is ten times less water. We were so excited about that. You wanted to jump in so quickly. What you really want to know is what's the inside, Claire? The inside is made of and was. 100% like, BPA-free recycled like, water bottles. Recycled like, water bottles. And Buffy has recycled like, 3.5 million water bottles in the last year. These people are <laughs> like the Patagonia the, of comfort. A sort of wow. Parallel University. Wow. I had a story huh? with a huge compliment with, yeah. with the, the video game You can also get a 30-day free trial of this comforter. So was really surprised you're not a psychonic as we are, if for some reason you just don't love saving all that water and recycling all those water bottles while you sleep. Except to know that for every teenager who lives in America right now, they're a part of Order yours um, at And I was like, that's dot C. This is super so interesting to me because I feel like I need to know more about video games. You can but get twenty dollars off your There was this really interesting parallel there with the whole like parent things. Child relationship, which was a big theme of Buffy.co. I really enjoyed that. And I thought that that was definitely done. Thank you so much. I'll take that. I actually had an early reader with someone who like searches 
low and high for Fs to give vis-a-vis video games. <laughs> and th- their notes were so, so helpful because they were like, I get bored here. And yeah. I'm like, okay, so, th- so that leaves. That yeah. guy yeah, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. this is this too too long. And I'm like, all right, circle, circle yeah. out of there. <laughs> like, And so that, that was, it's really important, I think, to have that kind of stuff. Because I think that a lot of like stories within stories, sometimes the stories within it, everyone's just like, oh my God. Yeah, like, get me out of here. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so yeah. that was... You know, it's a lot to ask. You've got two POVs alternating between Penny and Sam, the protagonist. Mm -hmm. Then you have, like, the texting. And then you have, like, the things that they do separately, the things that they do together, the things... You know, and and actually, it's really funny because it's a lot of screens, which is, like, our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's either, like, sitting in front of your laptop being like, mother, like, Mm -hmm. I have so much homework. Or it's, like, tapping on a screen for this or, like... Oh, like what was just a portal of poignancy and like poetry and love is now like an instrument, a blunt force instrument of self-harm as I like go into like lurking mode or whatever. And I think that the magic of that portal is incredible. Like teens, not to be like teens nowadays, because mm-hmm. like whatever, it's like you they're, they're they have to be forced to get their driver's licenses. Yeah. Right, right. They have right. to be like browbeaten and nagged into it. And so because they have the entire universe. Like right. they don't need to go anywhere. Where do they need to yeah, go? Where yeah. they're going doesn't need roads. Yeah. You know? totally, like, totally. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting too because you did use the the like phone and the portal of texting to shape the story and to like transport in that way because I think you know, people have conversations about like, oh, like what if what if there were cell phones for in like Friends or Sex in the City right. or like, you know, or the idea that there are all of these like 90s nostalgia movies being made kind of because they don't want people to have access to cell phones. Because mm-hmm. you're using so the phone and it's good. Yeah, you're right. For a cell phone <laughs> can ruin a plot line, but you've like used it to shape one. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I do think that cell phones can be tricky and social media can be tricky to actually do. And there are a lot of instances in which tech or, um, you know, apps or whatever are included in a storyline. And you're just kind of like, oh, my God, this is so dad barracing. Yeah. It's just like so washed. (laughs) But um, with this, it's like it, it felt really disingenuous to have this small story about like very, very like indoor people. That's right. Without having that be a huge part of it. And, you know, going forward, like, I just, I don't, technology is so fascinating. And the the really interesting thing about, like, speculative fiction, too, is that, like, the lead time for what speculative truncates as, like, the seconds tick by. And so, like, anything that, you know, feels wild, like, you know, in the year 2000, you know, it's just (laughs) like, it's like so tomorrow or yesterday. And so I, I really think that, that should be something that is a device that actually opens you up to a lot of different things. Like, and, and Black Mirror does it beautifully. Yes. And, and you'll see that, too, if you actually compare Black Mirror season one to the one that we just had. And like, you know, Black Mir- Mirror season one is just like, it's quaint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I love technology and I love um, people who use it really, really cannily. I think it's really clever and I enjoy it. Me, too. Um, as someone who is not a, a YA novel expert, I was really curious, would you have written this differently if it weren't a YA novel or is it a YA novel because it's about young adults? That's a really interesting question that I've been getting a lot in terms of like how to taxonomically break down yeah. what that mm-hmm. means. And and from like a sales standpoint, just if you're being like really, really reductive and like yeah. top mm-hmm. down about it, it's like it's convenient because it's like, you know, it's it's like high school to college. It is like 
the brush and or suggestion of sex, but not have it be like really anatomical or whatever. But and and it's like a coming of age tale. But the thing is, it's like if you go back to, you know, I I don't I I think I'm older than both of you, but um, not much. Judy Bloom. Yeah. 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 Is that YA? Of course it is. Right. Right. Or or is Blubber middle grade? Right. Probably. Like, it's it's that it just didn't have this like delineation in this like cut and dry sort of way. And similarly, it's like, you know, Catcher in the Rye, like. What, where Why is wouldn't that? that be Why YA? wouldn't that be? Yeah. And, and the flip side of it too, like that that book, Room, the Room that was like based on that movie, like it's no. basically the POV of a child. Now yeah. that is not yeah. a middle grade no. book. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And yeah. so that designation gets a bit wobbly. But the really really nice thing about YA and middle grade and sort of kid lit is that the sort of gatekeepers of that are librarians mm. and. A lot of book buyers. Yep. And there is a huge sort of curatorial aspect in terms of what people will buy for young readers. And Hmm. so people take it really, really seriously. And I actually just got back from a library conference. I love. I saw that on conference. Instagram. I was clo- I was following very closely. It was very interesting. Right, and so it's like, and also this is very new to me too. And like, I don't. I love YA because I love to read. Yeah. But I don't by any means have like an expertise on it. In fact, if anything, I'll meet someone and if I like them, I'll read their book and I'll be like, oh, "You're famous," but now I this is unfortunate because like you're retroactively famous. <laughs> I didn't like fawn over you correctly and I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. I know seriously but you know and I don't know like they they take it really seriously and they'll will ask you questions that have a lot less to do with like should I buy you but more like who is this for? What are the yeah. trigger warnings associated hmm. with this? Who would be interested in this who is not served by other books? Huh. And so you'll have like I've talked to different librarians where you know if they are seeing that a kid is in trouble in some way even though they can't meddle in so far as that they're not going to call like child protective services Mm -hmm. or like whatever, they will pass along a book that identifies something like, you know, just like different, like super relatable or uh, yeah, like assault, like different issues, Mm -hmm. issues with depression, issues with like racism, classism. If you are gender nonconforming, like there's so many narratives that they can sort of like gently pass on to you. And by that, it means that a lot of the time, a lot of these people have read kind of everything. Wow. And so it's been really, really nice. And that's the part that I take really seriously. And and you were taking that seriously in the writing. You said, I'm setting out to write a book for this yeah, who, I guess Who is it serving I, that isn't served in literature? Like, how I mean, do you answer that question? The sort of like the pat answer to that is the, the not pat but i guess like the top most yeah. sort of visible layer is that i really really wanted to write a main character who was korean yeah yeah and i wanted to write about a korean family that was like really unorthodox in a lot of ways yeah. and part of that is that penny's mother celeste is a total milf who, and she's not your mom. She's not my mom at all. Yeah. And she's like vocal fry mom, which is like a different type of very specific nightmare, you yeah. know? And right. And so like that's kind of something that I wanted to explore. But beyond that, you know, there is sort of a sexual assault story in this mm-hmm. book, too. And what I really wanted to explore with that mirrors a lot of my experience, which was that it wasn't until, until like Weinstein and Me Too mm-hmm. and Time's Up and all that stuff that I became began really interrogating my own like experiences within the workplace, but then going back to like things that I had like self gaslighted into Mm -hmm. being like this sexual assault 
is somehow something that you're complicit with yeah. or this this yeah. sexual assault is something that you at the time was were, were like cool girling to mm-hmm. death and being still friends with this person after the fact thereby robbing you of any leg to stand on in terms of indignation or feeling like you had been assaulted yeah and so I really I wish know, I didn't feel like that was a universal experience right. for women in that in that time period. Yeah. But it, no, it feels sure. nearly universal. Everyone yeah. was like we were all so wounded and tender. Like I yeah. just remember like yeah. just locking eyes with like different women and yeah. being like, yes, I know. But also like it's so sad. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to talk about someone who had an experience that they were struggling with because in the time of social media, in the time of lowered barriers to entry because of the internet, in the time of everyone being able to have access to a soapbox, she took issue with the fact that maybe she wasn't playing or not playing, but like being the correct type of victim Mm -hmm. and what Mm -hmm. that means. Mm -hmm. So I wanted a sexual assault story that had a lot of ambiguity. Yeah. And also just... One where, like, her biggest burden is that she struggles with whether or not she did it the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether or not she told, like, whether or not not telling someone was exacerbating the issue. Mm-hmm. Whether or not her, you know, being the really brave, really courageous person who speaks out, like, not being that and feeling very, very guilty about that and what that can do to a young psyche. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And how that, like, affects her relationship with the person that she felt like she could potentially have told her mom. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And, like, you know, there's been a lot of um, study and analysis on teens and their relationship with their phones. And it's something I've written about. But it's always this, like, very sort of wobbly thing. I keep using wobbly. This is sort of, like, um, hazy thing where, you know, social media and texting is sort of conflated. And I find that really interesting because... I can see the ways in which social media are harmful or you can create envy or FOMO or like hyper perfectionism and issues with that. But like people who struggle with like really, really bad anxiety, if they have something like a safe space within their phone where they're not worried about like jockeying for popularity or like signaling cues or body language or like eye contact, like that can be a safe space. And if you both sort of concede that you're anxious and that you have issues and depression, it's almost like workshopping the worst case scenario of what's going to happen. If you do a thing, if you like create a work or if you speak to someone like it's almost like a type of like psyching yourself up for exposure therapy Mm -hmm. in a way that I think is kind of beneficial. Yeah. Because the flip side too, is that, you know, everyone's like, Oh, kids nowadays are so sensitive, all like trigger warning, 300, you know, everything. But And so they're doing this thing where they're kind of like um, creating like modular, either like school schedules or modular lifestyles where they don't have to um, be exposed to things that make them uncomfortable. Yeah. And what that means long term, because at the end of the day, the world is the world. And you're going to be exposed to things no matter what, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. And like all of this is to say, like, I tried to pack in a lot into a book where all of this is pretty much subtext. (laughs) And it's not like instructive or like here are the lessons. No, it's not. It doesn't feel that way at all. What was so crazy, and it's funny to hear you listen or to listen to you talk about this being this modern day thing, but I distinctly remember in eighth grade, my best friend at the time was in a romantic relationship with a guy who was like 
in classes with us, but they never interacted in person. They had never talked in person. It was exclusively on AOL Instant Messenger. God. And it was and it was like the craziest thing. Like they were so shy. They could not talk or like shy about each other or whatever. And and reading this book, I all of a sudden remembered that and I was like, wow, this is so unbelievable and yet so believable. It's so real. I mean, there's a point at which Penny and Sam are like, oh my gosh, like I wish we could just text each other what we're thinking right now because mm-hmm. this meet space interaction that we're having is excruciating. Yeah, yeah. And that's like so real. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so how did you learn to write a novel? I know, I wrote uh-huh. down YouTube tutorial. <laughs> Let's come back around to that. So yeah, it is a YouTube tutorial um, that has basically teaches you how to write a three-act structure in 27 chapters. And it's like that and plus... Um, like different sort of articles on like story arcs is kind of what I did. And it was like, have you guys read Save the Cat by no. like Blake Snyder? It's like the, some people say it's terrible. Some people say it's wonderful. And it's basically the beat by beat outline of how to write a movie script. Huh. And it's like by page 10, you better have done this. And by page blah, 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 you must, you must be facing death. Like these are the things. Mm-hmm. And so basically this YouTube tutorial was that, but for fiction. Hmm. And so I just followed it and like bought the Scrivener app and then just like completed it. And I was just like, and I was like alone when I finished it because it's never like the fanfare that you know. <laughs> no. There's no like because pageantry. Because it's in front of a computer. Yeah, yeah, it's like four in the morning and you're like, there are these smells. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. so like private and feral. And so once I was done, I was like, holy crap. Like, How long did it take you to finish? The first draft, I want to say, was around six months. Okay. And then the rewrite of it, I would say all told is a year, but that's kind of broken it into like four to six months of actual rewriting. And then just like so much zhuzhing a scotch. Yeah. Did like, you sell it on the first draft? I sold it after the second draft. So I had a first draft. Um, my agent at the time didn't care for it. This and you up- switched agents. <laughs> like you're yeah. at the time. Well, yeah, I, read, yeah, yeah. I read something about you switching agents <laughs> no, and how and you had somebody that was like kind of a big shot but didn't necessarily get what you were trying to do. Yeah, yeah. and like I, I believe like this is kind of what they were saying. They were like, you know, I, like you should be writing like a Katy Perry anthem and this is more mm. like singer-songwriter. Mm. And I was like, that's not wrong. Mm. But the, the only reason I ever bring this story up because it, it does, I do realize it makes me sound petty as hell, but like it's not, <laughs> it's not that. It's that if you give your agent so much power to decree whether or not something is a viable or successful like book that's just a lot of power to give one sure, person yeah. but it is it's a seductive thing to do because your whole well, you thing want to well and this is yeah. your first time writing a novel yeah of course How the and fuck so do you, you presume know? Right, like sure. this person not only knows the marketplace this person yeah. talks to other writers who are who are very very accomplished but had it ended there, I think that that would have just kind of been it for me. I was like genuinely thinking, like, should I leak this on Tumblr? Should I leak <laughs> this on what what yeah. what pad? Like, what what does my future look like? And another agent hit me up clear out of the blue on Facebook, and his name is Edward Orloff, and he was like, "Hey, like, I'm a big fan. What's up?" And I, he's, and I was just like, "You know, it's crazy. I actually have a book written. Would you read it?" And he was like, oh, my God, I can't believe there's like a Mary H.K. Choi manuscript that no one's read. Like, I will totally read it. Like, send it over. And I sent it over. He read it in one night. The next day he gave me notes and I agreed with those notes. Hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. What is like, what is love? Like, I was just like, this is great. 
right. And it, 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 and it was wild because he'd never sold a YA before. Huh. He's a clear, like, literary fiction guy. And so we were both like, ooh, like, it was very, like, Thelma Uncharted and territory. Yeah, it, was, yeah, like, yeah. it was totally We're going like, to drive this thing off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. it was like the teeth gnash emoji. Yeah. And we we're like, okay. And then. The, Which one is the teeth gnash? The, the one. The, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know how okay. the one, there used to be one with, like, little squinty eyes. Yeah, with the teeth. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I miss that guy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, he was great. Yeah. He was great. That and the gavel. Like, yeah, yeah, the gavel's gone. good. Yeah, um, but um, so he sold it. He, it was the whole thing was bananas. Like he got a bidding war, and like both of us were like, like it was like <laughs> so weird, and and we were just kind of comparing notes about like, well, everyone seems really nice. Like, what's yeah. gonna happen I think to they us? Like this. I know. It was a nice cover, yeah. And, yeah. And, and you know, it, it was weird. Like I I took a meeting in in the actual Flatiron building and I was like, oh, I've never been inside of here before. Yeah. Like it was very, very fun. And then Simon and Schuster, which is like, you know, it's they're massive. And they're like, we we shall deign to, you know, <laughs> pick you up. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. I'm really curious about how how you thought about this in terms of the autobiographical aspects. Mm. Because like you said, you know, the mom is just clearly just based on mm. the one anecdote we heard about your mom, not your mom. <laughs> um but you went to college in Austin. I did go to college in Austin. You physically maybe somewhat resemble, but are a lot prettier than the the main character perceives herself to be. Um, I'm like, Mwahaha. no. I mean, and you think you're Sam in the acknowledgments. I do. Yeah. So I have a Sam, you and that's like the the part that's the most um, cringe worthy, I suppose. Why? It's that I met someone. <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait. Claire's gonna start I crying. Know. I'm nervous. I cry for you. very I'm I love so I love for romance. You. Yeah. I love love. Oh god, I love oh love so much. Let, okay, so let me tell you about I'm like, let me tell you about. So I met my partner on vacation in Jamaica. Okay. And we were both so wild. How old were you? Like this was recently, like okay. three years ago. Okay. And I we were both wildly disdainful of the fact that there was just like a stranger on the vacation because our mutual friend um, Jess brought us separately. Like I was there to meet her and, but it was like a group of us. Okay. Okay. And so it wasn't this thing, but because I'm such a feral indoor person, I'm just like, (laughs) who is this person? They're not in the cipher. And so I was just like very like the whole time. And then we started talking and I, and we were, I was just like, wow, this person's brain is like very specific and like had a very sardonic humor where like, you never knew what point in which to laugh, which is like my favorite type of humor. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately they lived in New York and I had just moved to LA for a job. And we started a friendship over text and I was actually in a different relationship. And that turned into like this like insane thing where I would like look up and the sun would have set and I would have drained my entire battery and a Mophie charger. Mm -hmm. And it's like still, and it's like hot. And I was just like, when's the last time that you were this, like just so into someone. Mm -hmm. And it was wild because at at a certain point I was like, we've spent maybe like six hours together. Yeah. And And most of those you were mad he was there. Yeah, exactly. And I was like (laughs) resentful. And, and, and so it was really weird. And then there was no reason why we would have a fruitful relationship based on that you know, because I was just like, it was so fraught. But it's this really, really wild thing where I did absolutely nothing right to meet this person. Yeah. Like, I did not clear my house. I did not burn my, like, emotional <laughs> sage. sage. Like, I had no Palo Santo. <laughs> like, I was a mess, and I was a really messy version of myself. And I had made every single mistake that I always made 
even after Saturn returned. Like I was just really. <laughs> Even after the Palo Santo talk, I wasn't ready for that to be the thing. Yeah, keep I going. Mean, every mistake, and this person shows up, and they're the person who knows me the best, pushes me, who like I feel such tenderness towards that the prospect of even being rude to this person is so embarrassing. Yeah, where and it's it's wild, and I did nothing to deserve them. Like they fell in my lap. And that was it. And I remember that moment of feeling like it was signs of life where I was like, you, you are from my native planet. And I didn't know. And everything about their background is like very, very like they grew up in Europe. Like Mm -hmm. I like we have nothing in common except we have everything in common. Mm -hmm. And that's so weird. So was that. I'm I'm trying not to 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 go off on a tangent. Ask you so many questions about that because <laughs> I'm very intrigued. But was that story, that narrative, was that sort of like the the direct inspiration for the book? It was kind of like, um, you know, like Iron Man's core. No, it was like <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it, it's just it's not like. I think that was like the engine. Yeah. yeah. Because the experience of yeah, having this like know, deep connection via yeah, text. That was like, like yeah, the be- fact that that could happen. The yeah. fact that that could happen yeah. because you guys know, like we were, you know, talking about like AOL and some messenger mm-hmm. and all that yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. Remember when your phone would just like be glued to your head? Yeah. Or that thing of feeling as though you'd made headway with a crush on Friday. Yeah. And you're like, by Monday, it's all going to be erased. You yeah. know, like just all of those really, really intense moments. And I had not experienced that. Again, I'm in my 30s. I had not experienced that in like decades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? And what is it up with me that I was willing, truly willing to settle for anything but this? Yeah. 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 And so I didn't. Oh, so I, see, that's the thing that's going to make yeah. me cry. <laughs> no, like I didn't. I didn't know that I got to have it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. like the fact that it happened on something that's such a dubious instrument that there that that were my cynicism just to like take you know cynicism take the wheel like were that to happen <laughs> yeah. this relationship wouldn't exist because it doesn't pass the muster it, it like there's no reason why yeah but it's amazing and now we live in the same house and like that's really rad although my parents are super catholic <laughs> so, so they'll find out when they hear this podcast and it'll be interesting to see how that goes totally no i mean and it's I think that that's what's amazing about love and like development and growth. It's that, you know, in the same way that people say that you're never ready to be a parent, like I don't necessarily believe, like I do think that you have to put in the work and I do think that there's two types of people once you get to be an adult. It's like either you're fighting your very nature or you're accepting it and you're doing the work and making it flourish for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so you either have someone who will test you and help you do that or not. And I don't want to sound all like red pill, blue pill, but it kind of is the matrix. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like, I'm the Neo, but like, it's still going really well. <laughs> that makes me really happy. <laughs> but yeah, these are all small stories. Yeah. And they're kind of the best. Magical small stories. Yeah. A really satisfying story, um, too. Do you read a lot of YA? I've started to. Actually, I kind of do. Like, I definitely grew up reading like all of Judy Bloom. Yeah. Yeah. But then again, similarly, it's like, does a secret his- history run into, is that like YA? Is that mm-hmm. like, yeah, 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 yeah totally. To me, yeah. it is. Yeah, and it, so like, I love 
any protagonist that changes a lot. And yeah. a lot of the times that will be a coming of age story. Like yeah. I love Secret Diary of Adrian Mole, age 13 to three quarters. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is not like a stereotypical YA just because of when it was written. It, it's like kind of an older book. Like I love, I remember actually my, my foray into this YA that wasn't um, John Green Actually, probably around the same time was when someone was like, you need to read Eleanor and Park, which mm. is a Rainbow <sighs> Rowell book. Yeah. And I housed that in one day. I was on vaca- vacation, a bad vacation. Yeah. Which is just its own type of hell. It really. And oh, so I read that book and I was ugly crying. And I remember being like, more like this. Have yeah. you read The Sun is Also a Star? Oh, yeah, Nicola Yoon. Oh, my God. Did you see the news that her husband has like, yeah, a book? Yeah, she just, Erica just read it to me in the text <laughs> like, from, on the cab ride over. She was like, did like, you oh know? God. I know, because that's also the story around the story, which yeah. is it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> They're so cute. I know. Yeah. And then he just read her third novel and said it was really good. And I'm just like, give it. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, give it. So I, I, do, it. I love YA, but I love all books. Yeah, same. And, same, and same. I just, it's. Again, like I'm an indoor person and when I I have to have non-screen time, like I like it. I keep calling like, so my laptop is big phone. Regular (laughs) phone is phone phone and paper phone is a book. Amazing. (laughs) So sometimes I just have to spend time with paper phone. Yeah. What's your next book? Um, That I'm reading or writing? writing. writing. Okay. Um, It is. I mean both, but yeah, yeah. we'll start with when you're writing. It's based in New York. It's uh, the POV of a guy. And curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it actually is just just his POV and his friends. And he's a little bit older. Um, no, but college age. And he works in a bodega. Oh. Yeah. And is it YA? It is YA. Yeah. Amazing. And then my third book. <gasps> what? That I've just started m- mapping out because I am I just sort of finished the second one. But I still have to rewrite it for a trillion years as it dangles. <laughs> um but my third one is about a pair of sisters and they do not get along, but fortune has it so that they are reliant upon one another um, in a very specific way. And it's all about like assimilation and how like, like it's just the two of them and the older sister is kind of fobby and okay. the young, like fresh off the body and yeah. the younger s- sister isn't. And so it's just basically like that dynamic and what happens when they're sort of like forced to like be in each other's lives again. I want to know what books you're reading, but also what podcasts you're listening yeah. to, like where you're shopping. I want to know it all. Um, wow. I, I just have a lot of, she's wearing a really cute outfit. No, it really oh, is. It great. Um, everything I'm wearing right now is vintage. I think uh, this is like a Piazza Sempione men's shirt, but um, it's good. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, and so I'm reading, oh my gosh, I just, speaking of like meeting someone and then reading their book and then being like, oh, my God. But I'm reading Neil Schusterman's Scythe. Have no. you? Oh, my no. God. It's so good. Okay. So I looked at the cover. I was like, oh, it's about, like, reapers. I was like, ugh, yeah. this is kind of done to death. It's like, you know, how do you draw a, a bicycle to get into RISD? Like, this is, like, <laughs> shop-worn territory. But he does it in such a masterful way where not only the rules of the world are so good, but the actual, like, people in it it's like the whole thing's they're just annoyed by it they're like oh what a bummer and there's something so eye-rolly and like perfect about the tone that's and fascinating. it's it's really inclusive like i thought it was like i was just like am i gonna like this is it gonna be too like fantasy mm-hmm. it's like yeah, yeah is yeah. it gonna be like eh? but it's so perfect ya and so his second um part of that trilogy uh just came out and it's like blazing the new york times bestsellers of course and he is just really prolific. And so I love tripping into um, 
people who then like have so many books because I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm rich. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just have, I have you forever. Yes. Because the other thing the too best. is like, I was reading a book of short stories by um, Murakami and mm-hmm. I was like, post Weinstein, I can't read you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah, weird. Yeah. I'm like, you otherize women in a way yeah. that I can't fuck with yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's, there's so much no space stuff for this that's anymore. like ruined for me. Yeah, and so yep. finding new stuff is really important. Um, I feel the same way about music now. Yeah, I man. used to have a much greater capacity for ignoring lyrics and just being like, I understand these lyrics to be problematic, but the song's so good and it's all I'm and losing so all, much. Yeah, we so lost much. a lot. We did in that yeah. fire. We really, <laughs> truly did in that garbage fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that trash fire that burns to this day. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, so yeah. right. So that's yeah. really, really good. And yeah. actually, I don't even like caveat it in terms of like if you like meow meow yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. everyone humans with eyes should read this book. It's so good. <laughs> and also, if you don't have eyes, let's not be ableist. But um, yeah, and uh, I just. I finished this book about gymnastics that's like kind of old. It was, um, fuck, I forgot. The one you, was it a novel? Yeah. By Megan Abbott? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what's the title? It's a title Um, that I always forget. You Will Know Me? You You Will Know Me. Have you read Dare Me? No. That's the cheerleader one. Read that one too. I'm going to. See, again, (laughs) I'm rich. Yeah, you're rich. rich. And and someone like. She's really good. Someone left it on a stoop and I was like. What a fool. I know. But actually the only reason I picked it up because usually I'm like, "Mm, bed bugs in the spine. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I was getting on a train and I did not have, um, another paper phone with I me and I was like I shall take you and then I, I just love that it. book yeah and love that there book. are others um I really do you live in Park Slope I do that's mean how do nope. you know that because <laughs> Park Slope is the only neighborhood in Brooklyn where people leave <laughs> stuff, stuff on the stoop and it's, it's such a weird yeah. thing yeah. <laughs> like nowhere else are people just leaving stuff on like, the stoop books you would actually want to read on the stoop I know yeah. I was like how did you profile me I was like looking for a tell I was like do I have Whole Foods in my hair like what's happening no people leave good stuff on the stoop all the time I keep hearing stories like this and I'm like I guess I need to just go take walks and park slope on the weekend. Just a carpet bag ambulatory yes. like yay. <laughs> Were you using that? Yes. Are you quite done here? Oh no so that's really good. Um, I read you know Little Fires Everywhere. Yeah. Um, Everything You Never Told Me. Um, I Jamie Attenberg's All Grown yeah, Up, so yes. good. We uh, had her on to yeah, yeah we we, what she, did we, we had her on to talk about Saint Maisie. Oh Saint Maisie, yeah, yeah she's excellent. So good. She's so good. She, so and good. also. Ugh, Dynamite human being. Dynamite yeah. human being. That is the nicest when that happens. You're just like, was I anticipating this? No. And yet. <laughs> we and had so Celeste Ding on the podcast yes, too. And also. she was oh, man. A and like, real charmer. That and also like, I'm like, yes, Reese Witherspoon. Like, yes. do make that thing. Make this 100%. thing. Make yeah. this yeah. thing. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. I like it when people are like, good. When people mm-hmm. get it. Yeah. 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 And just, yeah. or just, but also just like exude like decency. Yeah. Because when does that happen? Like, because so many times I'm sitting across people being like, oh, just like close my nose hole and my yeah. hole. Like, <laughs> your, your bad vibes are seeping, you know, like, and, or like, you're like, oh, you're such a, and I, I don't mean to be this way because like in a lot of ways, like I've been like slow and steady wins the race. But, yeah. you know, where, where people just like are total get over artists and they're yeah. like substance isn't really there. And yep. I just get so tired because I'm like, oh, you're going to like evaluate your company at a trillion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we all yeah. know. Yeah, that you know you're gonna fool people. You're gonna yeah. fool, fool people yeah. all the way to the bank. Yeah, and and over and so over when again. when people just went and and that's actually a really nice thing that's come out of the Weinstein mm-hmm. trash fire is that we are just I feel like we're kind of looking at each other and I mean women like mm-hmm. with new eyes. Yeah, and you know I think that there are a lot of really amazing conversations happening about anyone who identifies as women, like female mm-hmm. and like. 
That's nice. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah. It's so refreshing. Yeah. I hope it sticks around and is not just a like I really want to kind of jettison like I just want like a world vacation from like cis white male privilege. Yeah. Just for like, I feel like it'd be really good for morale if we just could take like a long weekend or something. Yeah, I think that'd be a long like weekend. Like a few centuries. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, everyone be like, did yeah. you just take a full week? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 why not? Just get a little sleep, do some like sheet masks. <laughs> like, that's right. so, yeah. Some self-care. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Mary, this was amazing. This was Thank awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, this was um, Everybody buy her book, Emergency Contact. It is so, so, so good. Claire and I both read it. Hey, um, is there an audiobook version of it that you is. read? No, that okay. I didn't read. But the, the Penny is an... A Korean woman. Uh, brr, 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 yes. like, I need to stop air doing horn. the air horn sound. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> I know. I was really excited. Are you in, so you're into the audiobook. I felt like this would make a really good audiobook. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I hope it, I hope it's a movie. I, oh, it's got to be. I just kind of assumed it was going to be. That was like one of the questions I wanted to ask you. It's going to be. <laughs> I yeah. hope so. It's got to yeah, be. So. It's going to be. I feel pretty, pretty confident. Okay, right on. I'm going to be like, you know who told me it would be? <laughs> People who I know. Have no power. I would like to lodge yeah. a formal complaint. <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah. I was told. I yeah. was told by Apple Care. I was yeah. told there'd be a film. Um, awesome. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That's the show. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. Follow us at of a kind on all the platforms. If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. If you want to advertise, that's advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, is written and performed by the Soulful Saints. Our audio editing is done by Liz Smith, and we record right here at Alex's house in the East Village. guys write in and ask about our theme song it is called butterfield east and it is composed and performed by the soulful saints you can check them out over at dallarecords.com <laughs>